Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Thank you for downloading episode 308. This week, we have the crossover update from Under the Gold Dome. Mitch's exit from leadership, hungry or obese, Texas Hold'em, get that rainbow out of here, and Congress buys a couple weeks. I'm Dave Roberts. With me, my partner's back. He's back. Ken Poland. Back from Paris. <laughs> How was Lorette? Yeah, we had a good... yeah, Paris was cool. And I, I, I don't know if you saw pictures, but we got to go up to Normandy and we spent the night on Omaha Beach and went to the cemetery there where all the the soldiers came onto the beach. So that was a, that was a pretty cool experience, being able to see that. I've always wanted to. Yeah. But yeah, then Paris was good. We had a lot of good food and... Did all the touristy stuff, so it was fun. Did you do Disney, Le Rat? <laughs> we did do Disney, yes. It was. We got into a hailstorm. My daughter and I hopped on this uh, roller coaster, and it started hailing while we were on the roller coaster. So all we could do was cover our face while this hail just pelted our hands and arms. <laughs> I've got a good video of it. <laughs> I know. I've never. I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like the entire ground was covered with. Hell. So it looked like you went to Versailles. We did. Versailles was really neat. Yeah, Versailles was cool. And the Louvre. Yeah, we spent about 15 minutes in the Louvre. We saw Mona Lisa, uh, who is uh, tiny, uh, very sort of disappointing to see. I mean, but I'd already heard that. Saw where the big painting where uh, Napoleon crowned himself. When he, you know, when he was supposed to be crowned by the Pope, he takes the crown out of the Pope's hand and puts it on his head. So we saw that painting. It was really big. Yeah, we saw some cool stuff in the in the Louvre. It's just, there's so many people in there. And I don't know about you, but I don't, I'm not a big art person just to walk around and look at it all day. Oh, yeah. In Madrid at the Art Museum. Saw the Picasso, saw the Dolly, dollies and stuff. And by the time we got to like the third floor, I'm like, let's just take, the, let's go. Yeah, you can only see so much. I still, I, so I, I understand what Picasso was doing. I heard their explanation. <coughs> it still makes no sense to me. I, I Nude ascending a staircase. There is no nude. There is no staircase. <laughs> and then, you know, there's like naked statues everywhere. You can, only, you can only look at so many naked porcelain statues of men before, <laughs> before you, like, okay, I'm getting out of here. Well, in, in Greece, when the, I think when the Christians came in, they knocked the genitals off all the men. Yeah, they knocked them off or they put like a leaf over the top. Even some of them in Paris were like that. Uh, Venus de Milo. Yeah. There's a couple things you have to see. But yeah, even, even when we were in Greece, like <clears throat> it's beautiful carving, beautiful carving, beautiful carving. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And by, by, if, unless you're a serious art student and you want to sit there and sketch it or something like that. By the time you see a hundred of them. But isn't it amazing how much art there was during that period of time? And now I I even told my wife when we were inside, I said, just in today's world, it doesn't feel like we have any art any longer or nothing's being generated like it was back in those days. And uh, I mean, it's pretty amazing to see all the stuff and all the paintings, but we don't have any, there's no buildings being built today like that. Even some of the churches in Paris are just, when you walk inside, it's, it's just stunning to see, uh, you know, how the, the old Catholic churches were built. How was, how was Notre Dame? 
you know, it's still being repaired from the fire. So we could just see it from the outside. Didn't get to go in. That's a shame. It really is a shame. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, yeah, I think it opens back up sometime this summer. I th- I'm sure it's being <clears throat> painstakingly repaired. Or, or put, try to oh, put yeah. Back. Paris has the Olympics. Yeah, so Paris has Olympics this summer. So I think they're trying to get all that stuff open before the Olympics comes in. Boy, I want to be nowhere near Europe this summer. No, I know. Same Flight there. prices will be quadrupled. Yeah, they're close to $2,000 going anywhere at the moment. Yeah, the, Anywhere from Atlanta to Europe is... And that's just, you know, that's back where the peasants sit. That's where I sit, Dave, not where you sit up front. Ah, uh, you were in economy comfort. <laughs> you know the premium select seat's only a half inch wider. Yep. But it does have more elbow room. The food is just so terrible on those flights. Was it bad, was it bad coming back? Uh, yeah, coming back, we left in the morning. We had actually eggs and a croissant with some spinach on the side. It was actually pretty good. And I know I know you didn't have uh, didn't have access to it, but I hear the uh, Air France Lounge at CDG Charles de Gaulle Airport is is awesome. I know I saw a lot of people going in there. It looked nice. You know, get get stuffed for your flight. So if 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 you're yep. already trying to wedge into a coach seat, let's go ahead and extend everything. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of times it's, it's so I let, the only chance you get. So we had two we had two Comfort Plus seats and we had one seat not in Comfort Plus, you know, a little bit further back. So I let my wife and daughter sit in a Comfort Plus seat. So I was a good husband and father. And uh I sat four or five rows back. Well, I can tell you the 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 flight going to Athens from JFK, the food was awful. It was and that's that's premium select. The food was, I mean, rubbery chicken. It just yeah, that's terrible. It's a kind of pasta. Yeah, it just wasn't good. Luckily, I snacked in the in the Sky Club at, at JFK before we went, or before we left, you know left New York. But coming back with the with the Greek caterers, it, it wasn't awful. Yeah, I mean, right. I've had worse. And then then we came back through through Boston, but yeah, man, a direct flight direct flight to uh, to Paris from from Atlanta. That's, that's awesome. I've also heard that the security in, in, at CDG is a, is a pain in the pain in the rear end. It was fine. We were the first flight out in the morning, so ah. it was really simple. You got in at six o'clock in the morning and left at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I know exactly. Well, as the show drops tomorrow is Super Tuesday. Yeah, Super Tuesday's coming up. It's not election time in Georgia. Georgia's actually the week after Super Tuesday, but yeah, Super Tuesday. I think. 20-something states will vote on Super Tuesday. So I, I assume, you know, we still got President Trump and Nikki Haley on the Republican side of the House and Biden on the Democrat side of the House. I would, I don't know if Nikki Haley stays in it after Tuesday. I don't think the results will be, you know, enough to keep her in. But I think this is after Tuesday. It's pretty much done, right? It's a Trump-Biden uh, rematch. You know, some, I, think some of the, I think we've talked enough about that. Yeah, some of the states have proportional <laughs> uh, delegates. They do. And unless there's now, look, there's Democrats. I keep hearing rumbles that their convention could get crazy if, you know, the, the, the left, the hard left or the ultra left is uh, really upset with Biden. So they're they're talking about could there be something going on at the Democrat convention, Republican convention, you know, as long as Trump's not in jail, I think. Even if he's in jail, I think he's still nominated. But uh, well, yeah, I think the Republican convention will be a little bit more calmer than a Democrat convention will be. Trump is doing some smart stuff, like making sure people see him walking around and moving. And then you watch Biden, that who looks like he 
Oh, it looks I mean, terrible. It, it looks like he's concentrating left foot, right foot. Left yes, foot, it right does. Foot. Yeah, it's pitiful. And look, I'm not banging on the yeah, guy yeah. for getting old. It's just uh, Trump is, he's, he's very yeah, I mean, We'll all be there, hopefully. Messaging. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hope, I mean, heck, I want to get old like Biden also, but I'm also not going to run for president when I get Biden's age if I'm in the shape he's in. Right. And I, and, as my father says, he doesn't. You know, I don't know who Geppetto is, but someone is. Someone's <laughs> pulling his strings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In fact, a, a, yeah, so we've got, a doll w- no, would be a, would would walk better. Ah, uh, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, so Super Tuesday, like you just said, is coming up next or the week. The day is a show drops. It's also qualifying week, so you'll have people around the state of Georgia qualifying for state senate, state house, mayor races, uh, county commissioner races. Well, the, ma- Anything the mayoral races are, are odd years. Oh, mayor. Okay. So like coroner I saw was uh, up for re-election in my district. Sheriff, you know, all the sheriffs are re-elected this year. So there'll be a lot of activity going on next week um, in, in local counties with everybody qualifying. And then if you qualify for Congress or State House or State Senate, you've got to go to the Capitol and qualify up there. Yeah, coroner is, is an interesting one to me. It is. It's the benefits, I think, why people do that. I think you get health care and some type of retirement. And you can you keep your other so job in a, in a lot of counties. Yes, you can keep your other job. Yeah, exactly. Which a lot of times exactly. they're morticians or they're uh, EMS, something like that. Yep. But the coroner, you know the requirements for being coroner? A high school diploma. Uh, your birth? Yeah, it's not much, right? So and I've said before, I really take our coroner off out here when, when she heard about it is that coroners are the punchline to medical examiner's jokes. <laughs> but that's that, but that's old school. I mean, you you would think it'd be a doctor or somebody a nurse, somebody in the medical field who's who's qualified to say, "Yes, this person's definitely deceased." Or or make the decision, "Hey, this needs to go to needs to go to the GBI GBI lab or whatever." Right. Uh, or just hand it over to uh, the local mortician. <clears throat> Yeah, the corner in my town or in my county runs a local uh, funeral home. So I, I would imagine that's the case in some counties, but I don't know. That could just be me guessing, totally. So how about the fire in Texas? Giant. Did you, Yeah, did you see how big that was? This is the biggest fire ever in Texas. And I think it covers, if I'm thinking right, it covers 1.1 million acres, which is 1,700 square miles. So just... And I mean, think how a, a square mile is big, right? I mean, if you walk five, over 5,000 feet that way, you make a left, another left. No, that's a huge area, but 1,700 square miles. Gigantic. Yeah, and it's visible from space. Yes. That, that's amazing. It really is. There are some questions about how it got started. We saw that. Uh, in fact, they, they are preserving the, the telephone pole or light pole where they think it started. So if it's if it's the I'm, utility, they're gonna be in trouble. If it's somebody who started a fire by by a telephone pole, gonna be in trouble. I'm just surprised it's that dry in Texas in the end of February. That's what I was kind of shocked about. Is I didn't think Texas would be that you know that dry enough to have a fire that continues to spread like that. Well, there's a reason it was against the law to have a fire on rangeland. Jeez. Because once once a prairie starts going up, it's gone. Yep. 
So the fire started in Hutchison County on February 26. It said the reason, this is a quote, the reason that this fire got so big so fast is we have Goldilocks collection of circumstances, which is low relative humidity, dry trees, or, or very dry trees and grass and high winds. Jeez, and it only remains 3% contained. Yeah, it's going to take, wow. it's going to take an act of God. It's going to take a good yeah, they storm. Need a, they need a lot of, they need a big storm coming through. You hate to say that because now that the, the ground is scorched, it'll flood. It also shows you how big Texas is. I mean, that state is enormous. It was its own country. Yes, it's huge. Briefly, but it was its own country. Yep. So, dee 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 Crossover day update. Noodle bills that passed. Senate resolution yeah. 579. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this is a sports gambling. I know we talked about this in the in the past, but this is a constitutional amendment. It did pass the Senate, so it'll be going over to the House. House has, I don't know if they were in session when we recorded, but crossover day is day 28. They serve 40 days, so roughly 12 more days to get through the House. I doubt if this thing makes the House. You've got a lot of rural legislators that are that don't support uh Casino or sports gambling. So I'm assuming this thing's going to die in the house this year. Oh, they're having a fit out here. They want it or don't want don't it. Don't want it. Really? Now you got. Yeah, I doubt if this passes. The, the religious rights can come after these rural legislators pretty hard. And uh, not, I'm not saying that in a negative way at all. I'm just saying there's going to be a lot of pressure back home when these guys get a church uh, to vote no on sports gambling. I am completely agnostic on it. I, if they want to put a casino down in Savannah, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care about this one either. I mean, we've got, the. I mean, I, I'm, I'm saddened every time I go into a gas station and see people playing this slot machine. The ding, ding machines. That, the, that, yeah, ding, ding machines that feed into the Georgia lottery now. And also the number of people I see buying 20, 30, 40, $50 scratch offs. I don't, I, 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 I'm like you, I'm just... You know, I don't know how you can come out so hard against sports gambling and you're not down at, you're not pinging your legislators all the time about this other stuff. Um, I'm not sure I see much of a difference. Besides, I think sports gambling taps into a middle to upper class, uh, probably guy, where I think a lot of the lottery tickets and the ding ding machines are more attacks on the poor. I really do. So I think this is a whole different you know, group of people, sports gambling targets. It is. <clears throat> and look, you have your obsessive gamblers and yeah, they're out there, but that's, that's on them. Yep. Uh, if, if I want to, okay. So I said the same hotel as the Maryland baseball team when I was down in, down in Statesboro and they were playing Georgia Southern the first night they were really squared away, went to all their meetings. They were very quiet. The second night, they were up hooting and hollering at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so I, I sent a message over to, to Eric and Jessica. I said, I said, watch, Southern's going to win. If I if I had the ability to place, place a bet right there, I would have done it. <laughs> you would have bet and, on Georgia Southern. And sure enough, Southern whooped them. And, yeah, that's some insider info. <clears throat> it's public information if you happen to be on the 100%. floor. I would say it. And look, all, all the kids were very respectful. 
It's just the first night that all the doors were closed. Yeah, they just having a good time. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not talking about drinking and stuff like that, but two o'clock in the morning right. coming with a giant bag from like Waffle House or something like that. I'm like, hey, they're not going to be in shape to, <laughs> to, to play at one o'clock tomorrow. That's 11 hours no, away. not at all. <laughs> so we have SB 180, Ed Setzler, Religious Liberty. Yeah, so this, this is almost an identical bill that Governor Dill vetoed eight years ago, if you remember. So this bill passed the House and Senate eight years ago. Governor Dill vetoed it. Uh, basically, this is where the you know, so we have a federal religious liberty bill that applies to the federal government. This is basically a clone of that that applies to state and local governments. So it said, this bill states that the government may substantially burden a person's exercise of religion only if it does so in the furtherance of a compelling governmental interest. So basically, if you're going to, uh, you know, burden a person's exercise of their religion and their religious rights, it's got to be a compelling government interest. And that use, the example I used earlier is if you went in to get your picture taken uh, for your driver's license and you had your face covered up, let's say you were a Muslim, uh, a female Muslim that, you know, that wears the, the head, I don't know the, the hijab, exact, the right, the hijab, right? Well, you know, they, they, the state needs to be able to take a photo. So they need to be able to ask you to take that off. And that is a compelling government interest. But they also have to do that in the least restrictive means uh, of further such compelling government interest. So they need to ask that person to take it off. But they also need to have a way where they don't have to take it off in public, right? You may be able to go into a separate room and take that off in, in a private setting, Uh you know, I think this gets through the House. I really do. It's got through the House before, and I think Governor Kemp is committed to signing this bill. I don't think this will make any difference in our day-to-day lives, but you know, I think if we've got federal religious liberty, we probably ought to have state and local government religious liberty. I'm, I'm a fan of this bill. Yeah, this is another one that I'm agnostic on because mm-hmm. I don't see anything changing. and It's, it's not, it's not going to affect my life at all. It's not going to cost me any money, so I don't care. Yeah, I don't think it will. I don't think for like me and you, it would affect it in any way. So. Well, example, you, you, you think, said in Florida, women didn't want to take. A, I think it's the hijab that's that's the face covering, and they yeah. said, "Well, we can take you and have you photographed by a woman in a private room, but we have to have your face." Right, because that's a compelling government case for that violation of religious liberty. Yep. So, but it's got to be compelling, which is key. Here's a doozy. <laughs> HB 910, Rick Jaspers, anti-porn age verification yeah, so, on online porn. Yeah this, requires, yeah, this requires age verification for online porn in Georgia now. Um, I, think the, I think the site, and I read this on Jessica Salagi's, I think, the Georgia Virtue, but I think to qualify to have this age verification, I don't know how they define porn. I think it's, uh, it's a very kind of loose definition of how they define porn, but the site's got to have at least 33% like porn content. And if that's the case, if you come from a Georgia IP address and by IP address, I mean, you know, your computer, when you log on has a particular IP address assigned to you. So they're going to have to look and see if that's located in the state of Georgia, then they're going to require age verification. Which means it essentially shuts down online porn in the state of Georgia. <clears throat> got, I totally agree. Got, I think got a screenshot yeah, I think today said earlier. from yeah. someone in, in Virginia who said <laughs> they have they have a very similar law. 
So just for, you know, giggles, he, he, he puts in Pornhub. And it comes up with, it blocks it, comes up with a message saying, contact your legislators. <laughs> and, and look, it's I'm probably not with, with as many hacks as we see. It's one thing if, if you go into a, a dirty bookstore, you know, the old, pl- right. the old places that used to have a lot of neon and stuff up and you looked, looked like you're under 18 and they want to see your driver's license. That's one thing. That's age verification. But scanning it and, and putting it in a in a, a cache somewhere of every they're gonna have it's it's a de facto perverts list. Yes, and and this now, this has Chris Severe's yeah. fingerprints all friggin' over it. And see this, I, I just looked up how they define it. So it says any commercial entity that knowingly and intentionally publishes or distributes material harmful to minors on a website that contains a substantial portion of such material shall verify the age of individuals attempting to access. So the way they define porn is, is material harmful to minors. I don't, I don't know how, I mean, there's a lot of material that's harmful to minors outside of porn that's online. So I don't, I don't know the definition there. I just, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to hold up, right? Being so vague. So I, I could see some changes coming to the definition of look material harmful to minors. Do I think the porn is, is good for minors? Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't think it's good for anybody. No, it's, yeah, it's, definitely it's not. It's, uh, I can't remember uh, who it was. <clears throat> oh, it was, I think it was Terry Crews that gave it. It was public about it, giving it up. Said it, it was detrimental to his, to his, his family life. So we gave yep, it up. Right. Uh, whenever you hear of a person going to psychological help for sex addiction, it's not a sex addiction; it's a porn addiction. Yep. <clears throat> and there's not there's not a criminal action here, so there's a civil action. So it sounds like if it sounds like if your child was able to access a site that had porn on it, you as a parent could bring a civil action under this code section. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be really interesting to see how this has implemented. I'm just not sure how, you know, it's always been tough. Like, well, how do you define porn, right? I know it when I see it. Uh, you know, I'm not sure how they're going to define and practically enforce this bill. So we'll have to watch this one as it moves over the next 12 days. Well, talk, talking about your your trip to Paris, there were parents who were upset that their kids went and saw David. Mm-hmm. And how offensive that was. And it's it's a it's a masterpiece. Yes, right. So, where 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 do we where do we define that? Is yeah, <clears throat> rated R movies are harmful to kids? If you should not be taking your your five year old to see Eyes Wide Shut, awful movie. Too. I agree. Yeah, awful I mean, movie. what is? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that movie. That was Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise back when they were married. Yep, I remember the movie now vividly. Yeah, it's <laughs> but yeah, it was, it's a weird movie. Yeah, it was awful. But yes, yeah, so I don't. We, I mean, was, I mean, how does, was, but I would assume that net, this doesn't apply to Netflix because they don't have more than thirty three percent right uh, sketchy content. Yep. Ah, oh, man, there's 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 so many things that there are companies that do nothing but compile celebrity uh, celebrity scenes that 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 are in movies. 
Is that is yep. that considered porn? If if, if you know, I would think if so. If you wanted, to, I mean, I, yeah. again, use the example of Eyes Wide Shut. You just type in Nicole Kidman, it would have a compilation of all the movies that 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 she's been in and has disrobed or whatever. So I don't, I don't, and then and then look and then smart kids. I mean, the kids that know how to get around this by installing a VPN on their phone or a VPN on their computer are going to be able to bypass this right away because they you know you can get on and say show me as I'm in Kentucky or Alabama or Romania or some other country. So it, it only takes, I mean, it's really, really simple to get around these type of IP restrictions and blocks on content. Yeah. The strange, the strange thing is, is in Alabama, I couldn't sign up for a fancy football draft because they don't allow fancy football for money. But in Georgia, I can. Right. But in Alabama, You'll be able to download whatever whatever filth you want, but but not in Georgia. So you just kind of bounce back and forth with your with your VPN. Now it's a little different with sports betting because they do age verify to make sure they're sending sending money to the right place. Yep. That that's oh, well, we'll that, I, think, I think that's a huge constitutional problem. Uh, it's also stepping putting the government in where the parents belong. So anyway, we've got Senate Bill three ninety five, Clint Dixon. Anyone in school uh, can possess and administer uh, Noxalone, no, Naloxone, whatever. No, yeah, yeah, I forget exactly how you say it, but this is the opioid, opioid reversal drug. So, yeah, I think I've put this in here because I, I don't think there's anything controversial about this. I think it passed uh, overwhelmingly. It's just, you know, they're going to be able to do this in schools if there's some type of opioid reaction or an overdose, they can administer this drug. Right. You don't have to go to an administrator. You don't have to go to the school nurse. Yep, exactly. The teacher can, can exactly. run at their desk, go grab it, and spray it up their nose and, and, and do it. Yep, exactly. All right. Our old friend Steve Gooch. Senate Bill. Yeah, I don't know why I mentioned – I know why I mentioned this one. Yeah, Senate Bill 507. It, it's just basically an America First license plate that he introduced – but this thing was a party line vote. So I think every Democrat voted no on this. It was one of those later in the night bills that was because the House stayed in session till almost 1130 last night. I, I mean, it's, I, I don't know if this has got Trump's face on it, but yeah, this was a, a very controversial bill for some reason. <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand it. I mean, look, I, I don't I don't know. Again, it doesn't affect my life one way or the other. If someone wants to pay extra yep. for for a tag that has an American flag on it, I do, I, I don't care. Yeah, I don't either. I just don't know why this was so controversial. Do they still have uh, uh, sons of the Confederacy and, and daughters of the Confederacy flags up there? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. So I I I, I don't care. I don't either. I don't. It's, I just the only reason I mention this is it was. Very, very tight, the vote. And I was like, what? Why is this such a tight vote? Look, the extra money goes to the state. I it, it does. It, it, like, if I were to get a Florida Gator license plate for my truck, yep. I would have to pay more for it. But the Atlanta Gator Club doesn't doesn't get any of that. It, it goes to the state. Or I or keep my Army tag and not pay anything for it. So, this I know what I saw, too. So, this passed 3419 party line vote and one of our favorite Democrat senators, Josh McClar, and we talked about Josh. We've talked about him a, a couple of times before on the show. He offered an amendment changing America first to Donald Trump first. 
<laughs> which is which is pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna get your digs in, at least make it amusing. <laughs> All right, HB eleven oh five, Jesse Petra. Yeah, so this one, I mean, and I don't know if you and Catherine talked about this last week because I I can't remember the timing. This was the murder of Lakin uh, Riley up in Athens by an illegal immigrant, illegal immigrant. I don't even want to say the guy's name because it's such a, a terrible story. But, you know, the last week this has been, I hate to say it's been politicized, but it has been politicized, right, by almost everybody out there. Uh, but uh, Representative Petrie from down South Georgia introduced Bill 1105. Uh, it basically says that um, it requires any local law enforcement agencies to notify federal officials if they've detained an undocumented immigrant. So this is going where Athens, um, so-called, is a sanctuary city and doesn't turn people over to ICE when they get detained for a crime. This is going to enforce or require that those local uh, law enforcement agencies contact ICE and federal officials when they encounter an, an illegal alien. I don't think this is going to change anything in the short term. Certainly not not in the short term because they can they contact ICE and ICE are going to let them go. Charge them with whatever you want to. We're, we're not taking it. So yeah, this doesn't yep. this obviously doesn't force the the federal government to do anything about it. All right, we have the anti swatting bill uh, SB four twenty one by Clint Dixon. Yeah, so this just makes. I mean, this if you remember three or four months ago, there was a lot of swatting uh, going around, and swatting is when somebody calls in and says there's something going on at uh, an elected official's residence, right? So. Somebody called and said there was shooting going on at Marjorie Taylor Greene's house. So then all the cops rush out. Nothing's going on. So this happened to quite a few elected officials uh, back late last year. This just ups the the punishments if people get caught for swatting. Look, they didn't catch anybody last year that was swatting. I don't think they made the first arrest. I don't know how this actually fixes the problem, but maybe this is a deterrent. So people know now that if they do do it, you know, it's, it's a, uh, a bigger punishment. It's a decade in jail. Yeah. I mean, it's uh there's, you know, the first convention is kind of, or the first conviction is low, but then second, third is, yeah, you get a lot of jail time if you get caught doing this multiple times. A notable bill that d- didn't pass, H.R. 780, only citizens of the United States had the right to vote in Georgia elections would have been a constitutional amendment. And this would have been just to put it on the ballot. Yeah, just put it on the ballot in November. I mean, illegal aliens can't vote in Georgia anyway, but this was going to enshrine it in the Georgia Constitution. It didn't pass. It actually passed, but it didn't get to two-thirds. This required for a constitutional amendment. All right. The state Senate passes Austin's law. This this one's a doozy. This goes... Yeah, I know know you had a lot of thoughts on this one, so... Yeah, this this one would allow the law to go after... Uh, dealers, people who supply drugs, as named for uh, for a kid, Austin, who who overdosed, thought he was buying Xanax on the street, and ended up getting something mm-hmm. laced with fentanyl. Yep. We saw this in Florida with with uh, West Point students that thought they were buying buying blow, thought they were buying cocaine, and, g- and yep. got a Lysol sinus fentanyl. full of, of fentanyl and about killed them. And just a little bit of fentanyl can. Can kill you instantly. It's it's terrible. And look, I've had fentanyl a couple times, both both administered by 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 medical professionals. 
But I'll tell you what, the last thing I remember when I was having my knee surgery, because it gave me fentanyl before putting uh, a needle, a, a nerve block would have to go through my, go through my hip bone, you know, so in my hip socket, so through through the crotch. So I looked at the needle. It's like, oh, don't worry. You're not going to feel a thing. And that's the last thing I remember, remember hearing. Fentanyl, fentanyl works when, when it's properly yep. administered. But it, yeah, so this, it, it yeah, doesn't take much. Say, this bill, yep, no, it doesn't take much at all. But this bill, if, if a drug dealer is found that he has uh, manufactured or delivered a substance that's got fentanyl, well, well, it's really, it doesn't have to be fentanyl. It can be anything that's laced, right? Uh, they can now be charged with a felony with a prison sentence of 10 to 30 years, uh, which can also be merged with other offenses uh, that they're charged with. Could not so be that's merged. That's the new penalty for this. Could not be merged. Oh yeah, it cannot be merged. So the I'm census sorry. would have it'll to be, be carried. Separate. Yeah, it'll be separate consecutively. Yep. So yes, exactly. If they deem that he is a felon, it had to be in possession of a firearm, even though if if he wasn't a felon before, possession of a firearm during during commission of a felony. So you could take uh, if they if they deem it, it bad enough, take the thirty and add another ten to it. That's forty years for yep. for for selling some pills that it. You do not have to have intent, and you do not have to know what's in it. Yeah, exactly. So this is, the, exactly. you know, thirty years is, is hefty for having no intent. And this is this is yeah. I, I've I've read a lot of comments online that that support this bill and don't support this bill, uh, and they've been interested, right? I mean, a lot of people say the drug dealers away, right? They shouldn't be drilling or dealing drugs. A lot of people will look at it from the other angle that says you shouldn't be. You know, buying drugs, and if you buy drugs from a drug dealer, then you should understand what you're buying. So I, I've seen people on both sides of this. Well, I've seen the result of, of opiate uh, addiction firsthand. You cannot mm-hmm. legislate it away. It's an addiction. Yep. It's not. It, it's it, it's a it's a sickness. And the law keeps thinking they keep they clamp down further and further and further on these opiates that they're going to go away, and it doesn't. It's, yep. n- it's never going away. Addicts are addicts. It's not going to go away. It, w- w- when people get cut off on on their opiates, that's when they turn to heroin. That's when they turn to the street. Yep. And that's why we have it is they have clamped down so much on prescription opiates that I've heard of people being sent home from surgery with, with ibuprofen. Yeah, they're scary, though. I know, I know I had surgery one time on my nose. And I mean, I, I mean, you can get carried away really quick. Um, opioids. See, they're not but my I, thing. Uh, gave me weird dreams that last time when I had my knee surgery a couple years ago. And I've had I've had opiates before, but I, whatever they did to me, I, whatever they, this strength they gave me, I was I was sitting in my chair, dreaming I was driving and something ran out in front of me, and I was trying to hit the brake with the knee that 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 had just been repaired in in my sleep and woke myself up in pain because because I was dreaming that that I that I was driving. Jeez. I mean. Yeah, I got off them as, as quickly as I could. I'm, I'm first one to go. Hey, can we step it step it down to tramadol, which is a very low grade. I'm like you. I'm like you. I got off as quick as I could because I could see how addicted they are. That's not being yep. a, being 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 addicted. It's just I I don't enjoy being comatose. That's that's not my idea of a good time. I'm not saying that I'm better than anybody <laughs> else, but I'd rather have a couple glasses of bourbon and hang out and be social than sitting in my recliner drooling. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So Mitch McConnell stepping down from leadership, the longest serving Senate leader in history. Yes, he turned 82 last week. So he's about the same age as, I guess, as Joe Biden is. And, you know, Mitch has had 
uh, some issues over the last year. I don't know if you remember when he just froze a couple times when he was given like you know, press talk or talks to the press. Yeah, but he's going to step down. It sounds like he's going to step down in November, so he's going to be here for another eight or nine months until November. But look, I just thought, this was a lot of reaction to this. Uh, I look back at Mitch McConnell, and I told you earlier, like he blocked uh, Obama's Supreme Court nominee, which took a lot of flack for that, you know, a lot of heat. And then he also shepherded through Trump's Supreme Court nominees. I mean, Mitch has got like his fingerprint right now in the Supreme Court is is amazing, and it will be amazing for the next thirty years potentially. Now, there was a lot of stuff I didn't like about Mitch McConnell. I think he, you know, I think he was uh, very moderate. And I'm, I'm more, you know, hardcore right, I guess, or or more uh, liberty minded than Mitch was, but. He has a huge impact on this country over the last 10, 15 years, and it will continue long past he passes or long, you know, after he leaves, after he passes away. Yes. Well, I, even after he passes away. Right. I mean, Supreme Court, those people are going to be on Supreme Court another 30 years that he got Shepard through. It would be my guess. And I have no inside information that <clears throat> in 26, he'll announce he's not running again and he will exit first of January, 2027. I would imagine. I, yeah, I would imagine. I mean, look, it, he's he's looked like a shellless turtle for the last twenty years. But Nancy Pelosi's still serving, right? I mean, she hasn't gotten out of the house, and she stepped down. But I agree with you. I don't think he's. There's no way he serves again, and he probably will go out early if if he can. I I, I appreciate him staying in the Senate, and, and the reason I say that, obviously, the Kentucky governor would would, would appoint somebody conservative. But it's honoring his commitment that he made to his voters. Yeah, you know he's they they elected like him until January twenty twenty seven, and and he's gonna he's gonna honor his commitment, but he's gonna step out of the way and have allow some new leadership to come in. Yep. So it's gonna be very interesting to see who takes the reins in the House or in the Senate. You know, my dream person would be Rand Paul. I don't think Rand will probably get it, but uh, Lord no, it's gonna be. It's going to be very interesting to see who takes the reins over there. I just hope it doesn't turn into a debacle like it did in the House. <laughs> it still is in the House. Yeah, totally. Oh, man. But it's, it's look, he's he's been there too long. You know, I, I don't know if I want to outright term limits, but at some point you gotta, you got to look at somebody and say, you know, he's going to be 84th into this term. Uh, maybe we don't we would elect a seventy eight year old guy to the Senate. And it's not. That's yeah. I support. Ter- I mean, I, I would like to see the Senate be two two terms and gone, and the House four terms and gone. But I get you. I mean, you know, if you term limit people, you also term limit the really good people. So I see both sides of term limits. Well, it becomes a, a limit on political speech. It does, and. And that's and that's that's where I'm torn with it because I like most people like their congressperson and they hate Congress. So <laughs> exactly. So you you <laughs> could sit out here and like or dislike uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, but but despise Nancy Pelosi and say there's no way that she keeps sending her back up there. I I don't know what gives me the authority to tell the people of San Francisco who should represent them in Congress. But then you have Feinstein that that dro- almost drops dead on the, on the floor of the Senate. I know she has like one of her aides was 
telling her how to vote. You remember in that committee yeah. hearing that day? I mean, yeah, just pitiful. Yeah, I mean, he's, it, it's just no one's stepping in telling these people when it's time to leave. No, because because they, uh, they're all getting paid too. They all get all the, yes, all the staffers what it get, get prestige with with working for a senior senator like that. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. A lot of these people have their families somehow tied into their political dealings. Well, Pelosi's and, yeah, daughter was uh, was uh, basically Feinstein's operating as a, top aide, right? Yeah, as a, Working as a handmaid for for Feinstein, yep, yeah, it's, exactly. it's, it's all incestuous. Yep, totally. Okay, non-political story, more or less. <laughs> obesity. We got a couple non-political stories. Obesity versus hunger. Obesity has has eclipsed hunger as the number one health issue in the world. I know, isn't that amazing? Yes, uh, they say experts warn that children are paying a price for inaction on obesity, obesity by global leaders, with under-18s accounting for 159 million people now that are obese, and a further 879 million adults were considered obese, bringing a total to 1.04 billion people, and that's in 2022, and it sure as hell hasn't got any better since 2022. Because we're eating trash. Yeah, and they called it a ticking time bomb, and it's and it's it's a healthcare ticking time bomb, is what it is. It's not it's not just the volume; it's it's what we're giving kids, the hormones oh, that are totally. in the meat. Look, yes, I remember being in fifth grade. I don't remember any girls blossoming in fifth grade. Yep, but we've got we've got hormones in the milk, hormones in meat, and it seems like the kids are 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 growing bigger. It's one of the no, no. one of the uh, myriad of reasons that the military is having a hard time recruiting. Is is they're getting roly polies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and how woke they are. Yeah, but totally. Yep. Yeah, how woke they are. So I, yeah, but they said one. They said this article says one in eight people now are clinically obese. Uh, is a number? Yes, yeah, past one billion, and only five hundred and fifty million people are considered underweight now uh, with malnutrition. So we've got over one billion people considered obese. Only 550 million people now are considered underweight. Well, in this country particularly, it is cheaper to eat worse. Oh, it's a lot cheaper. So you can go get two Egg McMuffins and a coffee with tons of sugar in it for five bucks. Yep. Or you you could go to Publix and go get fresh fruit and, I don't know, oatmeal or whatever, and it's going to cost you double that. Yeah, I mean, and at dinner, if you're trying to feed a family of four, like you just said again, you can run through McDonald's. And spend 10, 15 bucks, and it's almost impossible to do that at a grocery store. And not Chick-fil-A, I can tell you that. No, Chick-fil-A is going to cost you $10 or $12 a piece. Easy. Well, <laughs> but look look at the price of a grilled chicken versus a fried chicken at a lot of these places. You pay more mm-hmm. to get a smaller piece that's that's quote-unquote grilled. You know, I've never seen smoke coming out of a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Somehow it gets grill marks on it, and I don't see any smoke. I don't know how that happens, yeah. Uh, what's the number one food they like to serve at political rallies? Barbecue. Barbecue, chicken. Yeah, it's cheap. Yeah. You get you yes. get a, a big old tray of beans and a big old thing of, of pulled, pulled pork. <laughs> and it's, uh, look, it, I I have a big green egg. I, 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 I do smoke meat. It's uh, particularly turkey on, on Thanksgiving is awesome on the smoker. But <laughs> parenthetically speaking, of course, but it is much, much cheaper to eat trash. And and then when we see when we see that it's quicker too, right? Yeah. It's quicker because it takes 
you know, people are glued to their devices. They're working all the time. People are running all over the place. And it's quicker just to go buy Chick-fil-A, get a number one uh, with Coke than it is to go home and take the time to cook. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, I don't, when does this get better though is the question. I mean, until, until people had to actually, until it hits them in their pocketbook, right, from a healthcare perspective. But it won't. I don't know if it gets any better. And yeah, it's not because leaders are not going to say it's going to cost you, Mr. Obese person, more money to have health care than the person is in shape over here. And that's the problem, right? Like if you're a if you if you're a male that weighs 165 pounds or you're a man that weighs 480 pounds, you're basically paying the same health care coverage or the same, you know. Well, what it's costing you for healthcare. Also, and that, the, the numbers are that's not going to change. The numbers are skewed with this. First of all, if you're if you're a guy at 165 pounds, at six foot tall, you may say he's underweight. Well, n- may not be unhealthy. Maybe somebody who's slight, who's a runner. Uh, I mean, look look at the guys who win marathons. They don't weigh they weigh mm-hmm. like a buck twenty, but they're in fantastic <laughs> shape. Same thing on the, exactly. on the other end. I've seen 300 pounders. You cannot pinch an inch of fat on them. You know they spend a lot. They spend a lot of time in the gym, uh, staying healthy, watching what they eat, you know, taking care of their bodies. And you know, th- offensive linemen are 300, 330 pounds, but they're not unhealthy. They're big dudes that yep. spend a lot of time in the gym. So, and, and those are those are extreme examples. But this old model that we have of deciding someone's obese based on height and weight is archaic, because. Yep. You've got you got people who are built like me. I'm I'm very broad shouldered. I've got big hands, big feet, broad shoulders. I carry weight a lot better than somebody who is narrow shouldered, slighter build, lighter muscles. Doesn't mean either one of us is healthier than the other. It just means that my body frame carries more weight better. And I'm not saying I'm not a fat ass and I don't need to lose weight. And I do, and uh, I've, I've come down quite a bit, but. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying different body types are different. And when you group everybody in together and start throwing numbers like, like you know, one and eight are obese, well, that's not entirely accurate. That's, yeah, that's based I on an archaic mean. model that goes back to the, I think, the 20s, yep. back during the Depression. All right. So Beyonce, uh, Texas Hold'em song, they're saying it sounds like a turtle song. Dude, this is really just the death of country music. I can't believe the number one country song in a country is by Beyonce. And if you've listened to this song, it is straight trash. I mean, it's so bad. I mean, her outfit's pretty good. So, <laughs> yeah, the outfit is very. Yeah, I think I think you would have to have. I think you're going to verify your age after that Georgia law passed. Yeah, did you, uh, did did you watch Beyonce at, video? To even look, to even look at a video. It's technically legal to wear that outside. Well, uh, this is such, I can't believe country music is at the point now where Beyonce's got the number one country music song. Well, it started with, with the country pop stuff. when It did. It's terrible when, now. When they, I mean, good when grief. They, Waylon Jennings is rolling over in his grave. He's probably glad to be out of it. <laughs> Can you imagine? But I, oh, I don't, I, just I don't care one way or the other. I, I don't like modern country. I, don't I, I like I Waylon just, Jennings, Johnny Cash, uh, Willie Nelson, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Uh, David Allen Coe, you know, the guys who, 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 you know, honestly were ugly, <laughs> who yes. knew hardship. Uh, the Luke Bryans of the world, I, I don't care. Listen to whatever you want to. 
If, 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 if people are, are tuning into the radio, they're, if they're downloading his songs, God bless you. It's just not, it's just not really my style. Yep. This is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over at thegeorgiavirtue.com. All right, I got the mule. Wendy's, <laughs> Go right ahead. Wendy's surge pricing or dynamic pricing model. This CEO is an idiot. <laughs> or, or knows nothing about. So this was a private call amongst executives at Wendy's, and now that they have electronic boards on most of their locations, they're going to increase the price of food when you know at, at heavy times, noon for yes. instance, or six o'clock. You know when, and Uber does this. Uber doesn't really. Uber's really ugly when they do it. Like you could price it. Uh, you could price an Uber ride to the airport right now for my house is like twenty bucks. If I were if I were to wait a couple hours, it'd be sixty. Yep. the the way it should have been, and he's trying to reframe it now because maybe his PR person got a hold of him. Is they're not increasing prices; they're giving a discount for coming dur- at certain times. Dur- during happy hour ah. or whatever. And that's people love discounts, but when you when you say you're going to increase prices at at at, at high times. Look, Wendy's is not is not the only only fast food restaurant out there. Especially since they got rid of their grilled chicken sandwich. <laughs> exactly, and that's a great place to a great place to get a, get a grilled chicken sandwich and, and, a, and a cup of chili, and, and throw, throw the bread away and have have uh, uh, some protein and, and and some fiber at the same time. I'm still still not health food, but it's better than being at McDonald's. Like your choices are fried chicken. Or fried hamburger, but yeah, that's, that's whoever came up came up with the idea to use the term dynamic pricing model. Not a good idea. Look, Coles has been doing this for years. They they obviously know when they send the flyers out to have those little stickers on there that say thirty percent off, and all their all their prices are on electronic price tags, right? So. From the headquarters, when they start sending 30% off, I can almost guarantee you the prices go up. Best Buy does the same thing. I'm more likely to buy at Kohl's on Best Buy because most things at Best Buy I can order online. At least Kohl's, I want to go try try on a pair of britches before I just order them. All right, we got we got more stuff. Get that rainbow the hell out of the classroom. Pride flags are to be banned in Tennessee. They should be. I mean, I don't even know why this is an issue, right? They Tennessee just said you can't have any flag in a classroom unless it's the United States flag or the official Tennessee state flag. To me, this is common sense. Like, why why would you display another flag besides those two in that classroom? I think there's a couple more they allow. Uh, any military branch flag. Obviously, if it's career day and you've got you've got the army recruiter out there, he may have a background of, of the army flag. Uh, I think POW MIA flag you can have. It's, it's very w- weird the way they're picking it out. But yeah, these these are schools, not not indoctrination centers, and, and it's for display. It doesn't mean that you can't have kids read an article that happens to include the picture of 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 the rainbow flag, right? 
And trust me, nobody was more upset about the rainbow flag going for the gay community than people who live in Hawaii, that everything's rainbow, rainbow warriors, all that stuff. Yep. I, I had a customer uh, move from, from Hawaii. He was, a, he was an old Sergeant Major with the 25th ID and had rainbow stuff all over, all over his truck. I said, you know, they're, they're the rainbow, rainbow warriors. I'm like, uh, you just moved to Atlanta. Uh, Sergeant Major, you probably won't take that stuff off your truck unless you want to get hit on. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's. I just don't even know why it's why it's needed. But I guess there there yeah. are teachers out there that want to indoctrinate kids. Oh, totally. I mean, I, yeah, I see these TikTok videos all the time where teachers have the pride flags like all in their classroom. They've got rainbows everywhere, and their entire mission is to indoctrinate these kids into the LGBTQ plus, you know, ideology. So, yeah, I don't think any of that should be going on in school. Uh, so good for Tennessee. I think the same thing I'd apply in Georgia. It, it should be common sense, and principals should be should be taking care of this. If not, that school board should be taking care of this and, and looking after it. Say, look, we don't care if the teacher's gay. We don't care if the student's gay. But you're not going to turn this into an indoctrination. You know, right. You, exactly. You teach math. Stop. Take the flags down and teach math. Yeah, that's it. Two plus two is equal to four. Right. Teach them how to read. <laughs> right and do math. No indoctrination. No federal government shut down. Well, at least for now. Isn't this amazing? It's like they keep passing these two-week temporary stopgap measures. I mean, that's how a federal government is now. Yeah, so they passed this one. It, it applies through March 8th. So another, you know, after the show drops, another five days of government will be funded through. And then they've got another one queued up after that. It's going to extend it another two weeks until March 22nd. I mean, our federal government right now is budgeting every two weeks. <laughs> it's just, I've never seen anything like it. They're so dysfunctional. Pass a damn budget. The Republicans won't sign, Republicans won't sign off on it because they, they want to they want, uh, secure the border. Democrats won't sign off on it because they want money for more border patrol. And keep in mind, the Border Patrol that Biden wants is not law enforcement. It's people to process the folks coming in easier and faster. It's Yeah, that's what he wanted. Yeah, he, I mean, he still wanted 5,000 people in a day. And then he wanted more judges to process people. So it's like just a quicker path to get in. Right. It's not, it's not to, to stem the tide. We know you don't need legislation to secure the border. We know the funding's already there for the wall. We know the Remain in Mexico policy was pretty successful. I'm not saying we didn't have any border jumpers. All right. I mean, you're never gonna you're never gonna seal the border. That's just, just people got out of East Berlin. I mean, look, you're not gonna seal the border. It doesn't matter how how high the wall you build, people will figure out a way. Yep. But the vast majority were being held. Yep. And the difference between the border size that we have with Mexico, what Mexico has on its on its southern border is, is substantial. Something like a difference of like twelve hundred miles. And if Mexico wanted to, they'd be a lot easier to seal it down there than it is to, to seal in the middle of a desert. Yep, exactly. Of course, part of that three hundred miles is probably in a jungle, so it's not simple. But it's if if properly incentivized, Mexico certainly could could stem the tide coming from. Central and South America. And with the remain of Mexico, we wouldn't have the thousands of Chinese and Russians and 
Syrians and everybody. Like, how can you claim economic hardship when you got flown from Syria to Mexico? I, yeah, I have no clue how that can be. Yeah, your first stop can't be the United States to claim that. Yeah, I don't know who's who's behind it, but somebody's paying for all these tickets. Well, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure several is. somebodies. If it's Soros or in the case of Syria, it could be it could be Iran pay, paying for airline tickets, tell them and putting sleeper cells in. We know they existed yep. in the in the 60s, 70s, and 80s with Russian sleeper cell agents. We know that that existed. Yeah. Yeah, somebody's paying for it. I mean, Haitians have nothing. How in the hell are they affording to get to get to Mexico? <laughs> so I don't know, man. I don't know the. I don't know either. But this, this I just know our federal government's a disaster. Yeah, this this two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. We're, we're gonna have a new. We're gonna have an, uh, another speaker race. It's, it's going to be a debacle right in the middle of the election yeah. season, and. Especially in the House. The Republicans are trying to do, I mean, the Republicans are honestly trying to do everything they can to screw this up. Uh, Trump should camp out at the at the border. That should be his number one. I mean, that's the number one issue for most people right now is immigration. Trump, focus on immigration and you'll beat Biden handily. And then all Republicans in the House and Senate have to do is just don't act like a bunch of crazy people. And then you probably win a larger majority of the House and Senate. I mean, it's like it's right there in front of them, but... Uh, it's like they can't execute on it. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it, right. It, the, it, the ring's there. Just reach for it. Yep, exactly. Yeah, Trump should be, should be hammering on the border. Stop name calling. Ah, man, I, just, I, I, I wish he would stop at the name calling. I can't remember what he was calling Governor Greasy. I'll call. I'll, call. <laughs> I'll, call, I'll name call. Uh, no. I really do wish he'd not stop the name calling. I, I mean, I thought it was really funny. In the last election, when he was whooping up on all the other Republican candidates and Little Marco and Lion Ted and all that, but at this point, we just need you to look presidential. Um, focus on being the next president. Try not being you for just five friggin' <laughs> minutes. I know it's tough. Not not to mention that when you do that stuff, you've got several jury trials coming up. It, they they watch this stuff. They watch the name calling, and and you're gonna have at least a few jurors on there that that don't like the way you speak. Yep, just, exactly. Just police that stuff up. All right, Kenny, you got any closing thoughts? I think we're running a little late. I don't I don't have much this week. I can't wait to see what all happens uh, next week in qualifying. And it's a pretty cool time of the year when people start running for office. And uh, you know, I know a lot of people in my local area are first time candidates and that's always cool to watch and see who wins so uh yeah that's a good time of year and it's hopefully it's getting a little warmer next week yeah the rat repairs are already starting to bud which uh they stink so bad and you can go you have beautiful weather try to roll the windows down down in the truck and then your sinuses close up <laughs> uh the, i'll end on a sad note uh richard lewis died comedian who was a yep. uh very well-known actor. He was associated with a Curb Your Enthusiasm. Very well-known stand-up. I guess last year he was diagnosed with Parkinson's and, and uh, had a heart attack last week. So it's a loss for the entertainment entertainment industry because, again, he was, he, was, he was an inspired comic. 
So, on that sad news, big thank you to Eric Cumbie, our editor, my part of this endeavor, Ken Pullen. I'm Dave Roberts. We'll talk to you next week. Catch me howling at the moon